man, I can't believe that the first Black Friday game ever is Tim Boyle. It's going to suck. When Amazon bid their billions of dollars for Thursday night or whatever. I don't think this is <laughs> had in mind. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> it this if like let's say uh six and two or seven and three, whatever, Aaron Rodgers versus this Miami team, that would have been such a good game. So yes. We were very much robbed. All right. Did do you have any questions? I got a few questions. Yeah, I, I got um yeah. I have two here, um, I think, that I got. Um, so, I don't, yeah, if you want to just do like talk about the Thanksgiving games, um, mm-hmm. do a little bit of news and then answer questions. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I got, we got plenty of questions on Instagram. So, cool. Do you want to do Thanksgiving plus Black Friday? Yeah. 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 I, I've kind of been wrapping it all into one. Yeah. So, the holiday. Yeah. Holiday games. All right. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. One of the best weeks of football is here, the Thanksgiving holiday games. And my co-host, JT Runke, and I, we're going to break down these games, talk about uh, the holidays or whatever we do here, and help you get ready to prepare for the playoffs because that's that's really what's around the corner at this point. How are you doing today, JT? I'm good. It's a it's a very busy time of year for me. Um, <clears throat> a little bit of a different Thanksgiving for me as well. I'm actually not participating in Thanksgiving whatsoever because of my work, and, and instead going, <laughs> I'm going to the South Carolina Clemson game this weekend uh, to both see some family, but also scout a few players for the upcoming NFL draft because that's how much of a sicko I am. So uh, I'm, I'm excited though uh, to, to, to talk some football. Well, you, you're a Titans fan. You might get blessed with a holiday win. They get Carolina. That's, that's one that I would expect them to be able to pull out. Um, Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. (laughs) Worst game of the week right there. I'm glad we're not talking about that one. I actually, I, I'm pretty excited for these these Thanksgiving games. Um, not so much the Black Friday game. We'll get into that a little bit. But if we want to start things off, Green Bay and Detroit, that has a lot of fantasy relevancy. And that, that's what's always good, is when the Thanksgiving game has a lot of fantasy football relevancy. And it doesn't always, because Detroit, a lot of times doesn't have anyone fantasy football relevant. And then if their opponent is is a, a team less good, there's there's not a lot. But Green Bay and Detroit, we get Gibbs, we got Montgomery, we got Laporta, Amon Ra. You got the whole running back situation in Green Bay that we need to talk about with the apparent injury to Aaron Jones. Breaking things up, you're starting Jared Goff week 12 at home against Green Bay, correct? Or are you looking somewhere else? Um, yeah, I think I am. Uh, it's just based on volume alone, you know, with, with a guy like Jared Goff past couple games, he's been throwing more than 35 times a game, um, especially against the green Bay team, which last time they played against uh, green Bay, uh, his fantasy value wasn't too crazy because they got a lot done on the ground with David Montgomery. Things have changed now though. This green Bay team 
has been a lot more prolific on offense, which I mean, I think that means that the this Green Bay team is going to keep up with the uh, Detroit team this week. So that means um, whether it is on the ground through Jameer Gibbs and Dave Montgomery or through the air, they're going to have to score points. And I think that if you're in a bind, if you're in a pinch, especially because Joe Burrow is out for the season uh, and you're dealing with some other injuries, Deshaun Watson is also down for the season uh, and you're looking for a guy um, to play this week, Jared Goff, I think, is one of the better, if not the best, streaming options this week. What about Jordan Love on the other side? Two straight games that you're you're happy with, 16 against Pittsburgh, 18 against the Chargers, 322 pass yards last week, his, his best passing game. Now he gets Detroit, which is an offense that can put up a lot of points, but a defense that has been giving it up to the, the fantasy quarterback. They are not a hard matchup. They are about the sixth easiest matchup. Are you interested at all in Jordan Love, or is this, uh, you know, too risky for you? Definitely a lot of risk, I think, with, with Jordan Love this week. But I think it also could pay off. You know, this this uh, this Green Bay team lost one of the biggest pieces of to move their offense in Aaron Jones this past week, and he's not going to go this week. Um, I, I would be surprised if he goes next week or the week after. Um, th- this Green Bay team relies heavily on downfield passing, which, which to your point, yes, the 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 Detroit, Detroit Lions secondary is very susceptible to big time plays this season so if you're really desperate for for a matchup this week I I think that's a a fine play you know like I I wouldn't fault you for it it's just a lot more risky than than like a Jared Goff the question is do you want to enjoy your Thanksgiving lunch (laughs) yeah Um, right because if you if you've got you know an important matchup hinging on Jordan Love on Thanksgiving it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different of a holiday um at the running back position, without Aaron Jones, it's tough because A.J. Dillon, I stand by this. I don't think he's very good. Maybe you have a differing opinion, but we've gotten to see him before without Aaron Jones. It didn't result in a lot of fantasy success. Detroit, there's likely a game script that Green Bay moves away from the running game. Are you... Starting AJ Dillon, or are you hoping that at this point in the season you have different running backs and you don't have to go there? Because that's that's what I am. That that's where I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm I think I'm with you there. I'm not starting AJ Dillon. Um, look, the last time that they played Detroit, both of these uh, running backs played against um, Detroit. Aaron Jones was healthy. He had five care. Aaron Jones had five carries for 18 yards. Uh, AJ Dillon had five carries for 11 yards. I expect much of the same. This is a good Detroit run defense um, this season. Um, yeah, and I'm not I'm not expecting just because AJ Dillon has the opportunity for a bigger workload for him to excel in that workload. Um, he he's not a very efficient runner. Like he's he's the most generic like. 2.5 to three yards per carry running back that you'll ever see, I think, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, mm. I, I'm staying away from him. If you, if you absolutely have to, I mean, the volume might be there, but like we said, th- th- this game script might move away from the, from the ability to run the ball. So um, I would be super careful when trying to play AJ Dillon this week. 
Honestly, I'm shocked that the Bills didn't go after A.J. Dillon before the trade deadline. He seems to be exactly what they want on the goal line. But yeah, it's a tough matchup, and you're really you're starting him, and you're hoping and praying that he falls into the end zone from the one-yard line, and you finish the day with 10 points. There, there's better stuff out there on the waivers. There are better handcuffs that have more upside, I think. Yeah. So, um, Now, on the other side, a little more fun. I think Gibbs and Montgomery are both must-starts. Gibbs has really emerged over the last four, five weeks as a elite fantasy option. Currently the running back eight on the season, four straight weeks of 20 plus points, 27, 29, 26, 21. He's on a tear. He is scoring. He's getting the reception. Everything is going right for Jameer Gibbs right now. Yeah. You think it continues to happen? Yeah, of course. I think you can take your mini victory lap here with him right now and pray to God it continues. But I think at least it continues <laughs> this week. Look, this this Green Bay team has struggled against uh, pass catching backs this season. I expect that to continue. Uh, we, we're kind of seeing what we thought we might see at the beginning of the season where David Montgomery is still going to have a role, but Jameer Gibbs and just the, uh, based on that talent and ability alone, he's going to get his due. Um, last game, six targets or six receptions for 59 yards. He's had at least three receptions in the, in the last uh, four games and in three or four had five or more receptions. Um, the, the carries are, are a little bit more concerning, you know, with, with, mm-hmm. with uh, just kind of how, consistent they are one game where you have 26 and then a couple other games where you have 11 14 8 so it's tough but he's doing a lot with those Uh, his his worst game in terms of run efficiency is four and a half yards per carry and that was against Chicago last week Um, he's also getting some goal line work which I think is surprising Um, but yeah I I love Jameer Gibbs this week I think he's set and forget at least for this week Um, he's an RB1 for sure yeah, and I would expect this week Montgomery to lead the backfield uh, with carries. I think he'll find the end zone at least once and have a great game. What's happening with Gibbs is what we kind of talked about preseason is there's a world where he doesn't have to get a lot of carries and he gets enough of a baseline from the receiving work. If he can break off one big run, one touchdown, he's going to be great. And that's what we're seeing finally happen. A lot could be he's gone against some easier matchups. Um, but I, I think that as the season progresses, rookies usually get better and better. Um, they don't come into the NFL being being their finished form. So that's we are watching Jameer Gibbs elevate his game before our eyes, whereas earlier he gets seven carries and he doesn't always rip one off. Now he's making the best with his opportunity. And it's exciting. It's fun to watch. It should make this game a little more enjoyable, too. Now, Amon Ross St. Brown, he is obviously a must start. He's the number six wide receiver right now might be the most consistent player in fantasy football. He hasn't really had a game that's that's bad. But Jamison Williams is the first question mark here because he found the end zone. They seemed to reward him last week. They, they looked for him in the end zone after the week before he was involved downfield blocking. They kind of said, if you don't block, you don't get the rock. Williams was blocking. He got the ball. Do you think that this could, could happen again? Is this a lightning strike or does lightning strike twice with Jamison Williams? Obviously, the talent's there, the draft capital. What do we make of Jamison Williams from here on out? I think it's a incredibly like it's I think it's playing slots with with, with Jamison Williams, right? <laughs> it has to be the perfect ball, has to be the perfect play call. Uh, he's he's been just a, a deep threat player so far in his early career. 
the problem is he hasn't had more than two receptions this season. And and when he has those receptions, like in those games, he hasn't had more than three targets in those games. Um, He had six targets in the Baltimore game, but ultimately did not catch a single one. So it's really a mute point for me this season. But yeah, I mean, he he is very much a, a home run in the most literal sense that he has to catch one to be fantasy relevant, you know? And so far, just the targets are not there. The opportunity is not there. When you have a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, he's going to be the number one. I think Josh Reynolds is even more involved just in, in the close game, uh, uh, close passing work. Like Jamison Williams is that deep threat that so far has not been extremely, um, he has not been extremely productive in that in that category. So, especially against Green Bay this week, not my favorite play. I do think he is worth stashing, though, because I'm yeah. looking at it right now, and his roster percentage is 37 percent, which that's 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 pretty darn low. Um, and I, I feel like there is a world. I don't think he's reliable yet in redraft, especially. But if it happens two or three weeks. Having the deep threat that is attached to one of the best offenses in the league, one of the best competitors in in terms of the Lions, they're eight and two. That is very valuable. So the question is not the situation. The situation is perfect for another fantasy relevant receiver. It is Jamison Williams. So if you believe in the talent, he is worth stashing. I'm not sure when it will happen, but I think that at some point in our lives, Jamison (laughs) Williams will be a fantasy relevant startable wide receiver. It might be next year. It might be the end of this year, but I'm buying in right now to and stashing him on the bench. Um, and on the other side, it's a lot of it's it's a bunch of Jamison Williams. It's a bunch of slot machines with Romeo Dobbs, Reed Watson. Reed has been the one over the past two weeks, maybe becoming the wide receiver one. But Romeo Dobbs still somehow manages to find the end zone almost every single week. Christian Watson is he the wide receiver three? Are you playing any of them? Are you staying away? What are you doing with the Green Bay pass catchers? So currently, like just like a personal antidote here, I, I am currently putting Jaden Reed into my lineup right now, um, mostly because just like desperate times call for desperate measures <laughs> in this game. And, and I think, like we said, that this um, this Detroit team is very uh, is very susceptible to. Um, the deep ball threat this this week and if there is one that i think is worth that play i think it is uh jaden reed I, I think you're gonna get better like if i had to rank them right now i think romeo dobbs is is the best option right now i would go jaden reed and then christian watson um so yeah it, it's tough just because that that's kind of how the targets are shaking out right now you know um right now but Jaden Reed has had the ability to kind of be productive in this offense. And I think if they are going to score, you're going to have two of these uh, pass catchers at least have big days. And I'm expecting that from uh, probably Romeo Dobbs. But then my my sneaky play of this Thanksgiving slate is Jaden Reed. Um, I think he's worth a look, at least in your flex position. I like it. I like it as as he has emerged. The Packers' offenses look better. Still, only rostered forty three percent of leagues. So it's like it's it. a, it's tough because you know, like I right now, like with with my team, Cooper Cup's injured. 
T Higgins is still injured. Not sure if they're going to go like, I would rather take the, the home run swing right now than come Sunday. Like all, both of them are out, you know, and then I'm kind of stuck scrambling, you know, I'd get rather James take Williams in your flex. I, you I got to get him in was, that lineup. If he, was, if he wasn't rostered, you know, the, just the lottery pick, you know, yeah. Thursday game Thursday ends and you know, if you want yep. or not, Sam Laporta, don't freak out a few bad weeks in a row, still a top five tight end. You're still starting him. You're just hoping for the bounce back, right? Yep. I would agree with that one. All right. Is that the last? I think that is the last of the fancy relevant options in Green Bay. Now, Washington versus Dallas. This one, I think, I think Dak Prescott is going to probably throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. Um, is what I would put at the minimum. Washington just let Tommy DeVito look good. Dak Prescott and CD Lamb are going to ruin people's Thanksgivings or make their Thanksgiving wonderful. <laughs> I'm going against Dak this week. I'm scared. Is there hope for me? I'm going to be honest, not not really like you said. Uh, they're going Dak Prescott is going up against the 32nd worst defense against quarterbacks in terms of fantasy this season. Um, Tommy DeVito looks serviceable next week. And now you get a team that actually has offensive weapons on the outside that aren't Saquon Barkley because Saquon Barkley had to be used (laughs) as an, as a receiver last week. Um, Yeah. I, I I like Dak Prescott a lot this week. Um, I think that, this has the potential to be high scoring. I think just as um, the Cowboys can score, Sam Howell's going to have to throw the ball a million times to keep up with this team. And so like, I, I like Dak Prescott this week and your, um, your Dallas wide receiver, CD lamb, a smash start. Obviously you're not taking him out of your lineup. I think Jake Ferguson had a bad week, but I definitely think that if you're struggling at the tight end position and you have him and, and, and you're, looking for better options. I think he is one of the better options this week um, in terms of streaming if you need him. Um, and then even if, if you're desperate for a wide receiver, Brandon Cooks has been used a lot more recently in the past couple weeks, um, putting back-to-back uh, double-digit fantasy point weeks up. Uh, I think he could also be a viable option. And Dallas, they're giving up points to the wide receiver position. They're giving up points to the quarterback position this year, uh, year actually, too. Uh, so on the other side of the ball, I think Sam Howell is a really good starting option. And I think that probably the best pass catcher, at least in terms of most consistent would be Logan Thomas. But I think that Terry McLaurin should be started in this matchup. It's hard to talk about the pass catchers though, because I, I, like I said, I think Sam Howell is a great start. But then I look at the wide receivers and, and which one scores. We know Brian Robinson will get his as a pass catcher. I mean, six and nine targets over the last two weeks. Brian Robinson was getting the the, the Christian McCaffrey workload that they, they always talked about for Antonio Gibson. So he is a must start. But these wide receivers, apart from Logan Thomas and Brian Robinson, are you starting Dotson and Curtis Samuel and McLaurin? Where do you go for this? Because Dotson... Dotson has been one of the most frustrating fantasy assets you could come up with. After a whole, you know, seven, eight weeks of nothing, it was 24, 16. You go, okay, maybe we can start him zero, then 11. 
it's a good matchup, good game script. Do you trust any of these pass catchers? Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I I would I would go with Terry McLaurin this week if you're going for one of the outside guys. Um, last last four games, twelve targets, eight targets, eight targets, seven targets. Like on volume alone, you know that you're going to get at least the volume. Like he is the the wide receiver that you want this uh, this week because of just how many targets he gets and how many times Sam Howell is going to have to throw the ball this week. Um, I think it's a sneaky spot for this for this Washington team. Um, so I, I'm pretty confident with Terry McLaurin this week. Outside of that, I, I, I truly do think there are better options. Like I, I would honestly take Brandon Cooks over a Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson this week. Um, I, I would take, like we were saying, I'd take a Jaden Reed or a Romeo mm-hmm. Dobbs over yeah. um, a, I- a Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson. Yeah, they, they have the inconsistency of those guys, but the upside isn't quite quite the same. Yeah. So I, I it's not quite worth that risk. And then on the other side, C.D. Lamb must start. Tony Pollard mm-hmm. must start, although I would say he is a must-sell high right now after he finally found the end zone. I personally am going to ship him away and wipe my hands of the situation. Are you <laughs> keeping Pollard or are you trading him? Another okay matchup. Um- it, it's tough. I mean, he finally looked pretty efficient against against that Carolina defense that has been pretty stingy. Um, 5.1 yards a carry last week, still getting his normal carries. He got more uh, receptions, though, last, last week, which was a, a plus. Four receptions for 19 yards. I kind of consider that to continue or am expecting that to continue down the stretch here. Um, he gets Washington, Seattle. Uh, Philadelphia, which has not been a, a tough matchup for running backs, also gets Buffalo, which has not been a tough matchup. Like I think in, in a couple of games that should be high scoring, I think he might be worth the play. So maybe pump the brakes on that. But certainly if you want to sell high and, and base it on that and, and get yourself a good deal, I think either way, is it, it's worth it. This should be a good game. Lots of fantasy relevant options should be nice and high scoring. If we get a 13 to 10 game, I will be very, very happy because I'm going against Dak. But yeah. sad as a viewer. Uh, San Francisco, Seattle, the last Thanksgiving game. This one, at least on paper, should be a lot of fun. It looks like it will be the Zach Charbonnet show. Uh, so all the all the Zach Charbonnet truthers are are thrilled, although this is not the stretch of matchups that you wanted for Zach Charbonnet to finally get to show that he can be the number one running back. He got San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco, Philly, all coming up, some of the toughest matchups. So, yes, roster in 52% of leagues. He is a must roster. Go pick him up. He is the starting running back, presumably, for Seattle for now. I'm not expecting a lot, though, these next three weeks. The matchups are brutal. They, they're just brutal, and we can't go, oh, he's good enough to be matchup-proof. We can't say that yet. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. He goes up against the San Francisco team that's averaging uh, or allowing about four yards a carry to, to opposing running backs this season. However, I, I'm still not crazy about that. You know, it's not something that I would consider, especially in this matchup where Geno Smith is going to be hurt. Um, it's going to be tough sledding, I think, for this uh, San Francisco or I mean Seattle team. Um, yeah, I think there's better options, at least, especially this week, but Zach Charbonnet, definitely, if, if you haven't, if he's still available in your league is a must pick up, 
Um, I think the easiest must pick up this week, um, just because of volume alone, he's going to, he's going to get the volume. Yeah. Um, and, and Kenneth Walker, they're saying right now expected to miss Thursday, but th- he's had a lot of injuries in his one and a half season. So Charbonnet could very likely be a, a, a very relevant fantasy asset moving forward. DK Metcalf also limited Lockett uh, should play la- log the full practice. Are you starting both those wide receivers and you're just rolling the dice with Lockett? It's kind of been Russian roulette, but upside is high enough um or does it all i mean mean, it all depends on if smith plays yeah if geno smith plays i think you're starting dk of course with uh with um tyler lockett he's gone up against a san francisco secondary that's allowing the seventh most uh points to the uh wide receiver position just because of the targets he gets especially like in garbage time like once garbage time hits like Tyler Lockett just finds a way to absolutely go nuclear. He, he is the guy that uh, Geno Smith looks for every single time. Coming off a game with seven targets, four of those in the last, like, five, <laughs> the four of those in the last um, couple minutes, and then um, the game before he was going up against Washington where he had ten targets. Like, he's averaging <sighs> over seven targets a game in his past five Um so yeah, I mean, he. I think he's worth the play, especially considering how um, how just kind of weak this San Francisco mm-hmm. secondary has been. So, in a game where they're going to have to score points uh, against the San Francisco team, I think he's worth the play. And on San Francisco's side, Seattle, they're giving up points to the wide receiver. Eighth easiest matchup there. Brock Purdy is a must start. Very, very, very consistent. Showed some of the upside that we hadn't really seen before last week when he scored 26 against Tampa Bay. McCaffrey, you're obviously starting him. Ayuk, he has been phenomenal when healthy. Debo got back in the game. Wasn't great, but are you, you're starting him, right? Debo, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to um, just because of his role in the offense. Like he's going to always have a role and and that's that shouldn't be um, understated. So, yeah, I'm I'm good with rolling with Debo this week. And Kittle finally putting back to back to back games together, 23, 20 and 22 points. I would stay in the flames there. Top three tight end right now. Um, How do you view him rest of season? Because it started off slow. But now he's looking hes looking like his old self. Do you think that this continues and you can ride Kittle into the playoffs? Or are you maybe looking to sell high before the trade deadline for something more consistent? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what happens with George Kittle, right? Like, he gets a <laughs> slow start to the season and then um, he, he's, he kind of picks it up towards the end. This Seattle team ha- has some banged up. Uh, safety and secondary players this this week. Um, so I think there is opportunity for George Kittle. This is also a spot down the stretch where George Kittle just scores touchdowns like crazy, coming off a nine-target game. Uh, yeah, I, I'm good with George Kittle, especially going forward. They go up against Seattle, Philadelphia, Seattle, Arizona. That's a couple great matchups for tight ends. I, I think you, you look to, to keep him and then roll with him in, into the playoffs. This next game, Miami versus New York Jets. I think I would probably bench everyone on the Jets side of the ball, (laughs) Uh, including, and it makes me sad, including potentially, if you're not in a PPR league, Brees Hall. 
I don't yeah. know if the Jets will get a first down. I don't <laughs> think they'll be in the red zone. Uh, your key to success for Brees Hall would be a bunch of dump-offs, which could happen. They released, uh, was it Ty Johnson, who was mm-hmm. getting involved at garbage time? But Garrett Wilson coming off a game with negative fantasy points, and now he gets a downgrade at the quarterback position. I, yeah, it's gross. It's, it, yeah, it's gross. Would you who, who do you think scores more points this week? The oh, Dolphins' boy. defense or Brees Hall? Oh. Oh boy. Um well they get a shutout, I would or close to a shutout. So there's like 10 points there. Probably two, three sacks, an interception. I could see them easily putting up 15 to 20 points. I would probably take Miami's defense over Brees Hall this week. Wow. I mean it's it, it's not because of Miami's defense is so great. It's it's because they're starting Tim Boyle. It's that's yeah, yeah, Tim Boyle has been he's 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 been a quarterback, you know. He is he is one of the quarterbacks in the in the league, you know. Um yeah, just the way I'm like to find when was the last time he the last time he played was week 18, 2022. He threw the ball eight times for 33 yards and was intercepted twice. Yikes. <laughs> um, yeah. Sure, there's and, some context. Wait, but... are, are you are you starting Garrett Wilson this week then? Even even still? Like, is this mm, no, a spot I, where I, you're going to start him? Or is you it just start like you have to stay, no. start, you're staying away from all Jets this week? Here, here are a few more games. In 2021, he played and threw uh, two interceptions. Another game, one interception. Another game with three. I can't find a game without, you know, one to three interceptions. Mm. It's not the key to success for Garrett Wilson will be a very, very garbage time touchdown at the very end of the game or some sort of screenplay breaks free. But it's not going to be they have a methodical drive where Garrett Wilson's involved and has a good game. I don't see that happening. I could see this being not to be dramatic, but but similar to that Broncos game for Miami, just a complete mm. Jets defense might be good enough to keep them in, but I don't know if they're on the field the entire game trying to guard Tyreek and Waddle and Mostert. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I think it's a bench everyone on the Jets type of game. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I'm with you. Um, how about we move to the Dolphins side? So obviously you're starting Tyreek. Starting I everyone think- <laughs> Yeah. Now, if you had to choose between A-Chan and Raheem Mostert, assuming A-Chan plays, which one are you going with? I will go with Mostert. Um, he's, well, he's limited as well. So so health is no concern, like they're both 100%? Yes. Hmm. Well, I, think I, 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 I won't say that. I, I would say uh, they're both active. If so they're like, both, if both active, of them are I, active, I would go Mostert. I, I'm worried right. a little bit about A-Chan, especially this could be a game where after the first half they go, we don't we don't need to play him hurt. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. just, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's unrealistic to say that they don't push their starters through the entire game. Maybe the Jets shock me. Maybe Tim Boyle's got some... He's been hanging out with Aaron Rodgers and has learned from him. I don't know. He was the backup in Green Bay for a while, so who knows? But this one's rough. Do you have any thoughts on it? I mean, you're starting Hill, Waddle, Mostert, Achan. 
to uh, the defense. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I yeah, I, I think I think Rowan you're starting Jason almost Sanders. everyone. Uh, I, I I don't know Jason Sanders because they might <laughs> score like four touchdowns and then he only gets to score like four points. You know, maybe Jason Sanders is the one bench for this week for for the <laughs> Dolphins. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think you you have to play all these Miami guys because just they're 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 gonna they're gonna go off like yeah. that, that's just how this goes. I I wish I I love the idea. Friday Black Friday football, one of the best ideas humans have had in a while, probably since Bluetooth. <laughs> I'm sorry that this is the game. I'm yeah, not, I mean, I mean, you get the long weekend. It, I, I think it's good to have. Yeah, because then sa- Saturday you've got the fun um, college games. It really makes, yes. really reminds you what Thanksgiving's about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we're not getting to all the matchups, but I do want to ask: Have you been keeping up with Derek Carr's injury? He might not play. He might be out again. In which case, do you know what Arthur Smith has the chance to do? What What does he have the chance to do? The chance to lose to another backup. Ah. Coming yes. off the bye to Jameis. And look, if Jameis Winston <laughs> is the quarterback this week, Chris Olave, smash start. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Alexander Madison probably, or not Alexander Madison, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Alvin Kamara gets a little bit of a of a downgrade for me. Um, yeah, I think Rashid Shaheed gets an upgrade. I think even like the, the the tight end we saw that michael thomas is on ir so that even eliminates some of his targets so like rashid shaheed and chris olave if Jameis winston plays absolutely smash start in my opinion yeah so if if that's the situation everyone be rooting for Jameis. it is better for the fantasy football world when arthur smith loses <laughs> um do you want to get into some of the questions we've got sure a lot of people have been asking Questions because this is this is fantasy football crunch time. I've got to start and sit uh, the, with players we just talked about. He says you have to pick two this week: Achan, Jalen Warren, Zach Charbonnet, or Calvin Ridley. Pick two. Ooh, that's a. So I think I'm going. I think I'm going. He said Achan. Achan, Warren, Charbonnet, Ridley. Hmm. I think one of them going A-chan. A-chan, um, get the upside. And then Warren is going up against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would go Warren. I, I would go, I I'd go like A-chan Warren. and Warren. Yeah, I would yeah, go I like A-chan that. and Warren. I see that as um, a, a high risk, low floor, and then Jalen Warren is very safe. Yeah, I mean, he's going up against the Cincinnati team that kind of let seven or Devin Singletary kind of just absolutely go nuclear against them, you know? So, like... Yeah, I, I'm good with that. Um, I definitely think Jalen Warren is worth a play this week. And I also think that um, HN, yeah, he's he's that boom bust home run. Like, I think he's a safer home run play than like a Calvin Ridley is because oh, Calvin yeah. Ridley is oh, just yeah. in. Um, and he's going up against a tough matchup. Uh, Calvin Ridley against the Houston Texans is not is not an easy matchup. Um, this week, so yeah, I, I like I like Warren, and then I also like the the prospect of Devon Achan. Ridley is reminding me a little bit about like late stage Ty Hilton. Mm. Can always go out there and put up twenty five points, but most of the time you're going to be really mad you started him, and you're remembering <laughs> the name of when he used to be consistent. Yep. Um, I 
Uh, you don't have to answer this, but it was asked. Smash or pass Juju Smith-Schuster? Pass. His <laughs> knee's going to fall off, man. His <laughs> knee's supposed to fall off. No. Well, I, I actually, I screened the question more. The, 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 the actual question was Juju Smith-Schuster's explosive knee. I think oh. in the report that his knee was about to explode. So mm-hmm. was that change things for you? N- no. Pass. Okay. Okay. Pass, I think I w- I'm with you. Um, should I trade Travis Kelsey for Alvin Kamara and Logan Thomas? Should I trade Alvin Kamara or trade Kelsey? Oh, trade Travis Kelsey for Kamara for Alvin and Kamara. Logan Thomas. Uh, if you're ooh. guess if if you need a running back, I think that's a fine trade. Mm-hmm. You're getting you're getting a low end RB one, and you're getting a wide receiver or a, a tight end. Sorry, that has been productive is getting the targets. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a fine trade for me. I, I think I would personally definitely think about doing that. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, like he is he is a guy, right? He he is the guy. Um, but this this Chiefs team has been susceptible at times, you know, and and so it's it's a little tough um, that if you have all these expectations for him, you know, um, it, it's tough for me to say that that Travis Kelsey is untouchable. I mean, the last couple of weeks um, against Denver, six receptions for nine targets, no touchdowns, eleven points against Miami, four or four targets, three receptions, 14 points. Last week, nine targets, seven receptions, 44 yards and a touchdown. So he gets the 15 points, but I mean, it, it, it's been tough sledding. They go up against Las, Ve- Las Vegas next week. Um, so it could be a, mat- a good matchup go up against Green Bay, Buffalo. A, a couple tough matchups, I think, that where, where teams are now saying, yes, we have to eliminate Travis Kelsey from the game in order to, to actually get anywhere this this. Chiefs team has been not the same, especially with the, with their the wide receiver situation. Don't even get me started on that one. Um, yeah, I, I I like that trade. Like yeah, Travis Kelsey. It's been since week seven that he really helped you win a week. Um, mm-hmm. Since then, it, it's been pretty pedestrian performances. Eleven four by week fourteen point four. Even that is it was a lot nicer than four, but that's not what you want when you drafted Travis Kelsey. I feel like at least in PPR league, your floor with Kamara is super, super safe as well. So I think I'm with you to do that trade. Now, this next question, I think for me, relies both on the health of both of their quarterbacks with Tyler Lockett or Chris Alave for week 12. Um, Chris Alave. Okay. Against against that Falcons team with the opportunity for for Jameis Winston. I also think that even if it is Derek Carr, like they've looked more in sync the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Um yeah, so I, I, I like Chris Olave this week more than I like Tyler Lockett. Um he's been Chris Olave with Jameis Winston will if that becomes like the what what is happening, it will mess up fantasy league so much to just throw Jameis Winston back into the lineup to end the season. I I'm very much hoping that is the case. Um, there was a game last, I think it was his last season, where <laughs> he gave him 19 targets. So Chris Olave managers know that that's a possibility. Um, yeah. All right. Let me get some more questions. We've got here. Let me pull it up. 
Should I trade Lamb for Achan and Alexander Madison? Um, no. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I, 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 would, I would never do that. <laughs> no. um, look, Achan, Achan is a nice home run piece, but it, I think you could get... Achan and a better wide receiver back for for CD Lamb. Um, not not something that I'm interested in whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not I'm not on board with that one whatsoever. <laughs> Should I trade Tyreek Hill, Tank Dell, and Jameer Gibbs? Okay, so a lot. Okay, for Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey. Lockett and Adam Thielen. Hmm. Tyreek Dell and Gibbs for CMC, Kelsey, Lockett, and Thielen. CMC is better than Gibbs, I'd say. Yeah, so here, um, so yeah. Here, yeah, you got to break it down. Here, Here's how I think. CMC, better than Gibbs. Travis Kelsey, um, obviously, Travis Kelsey, um, like like we just said not not it's been it's been tough sledding but like if you have Travis Kelsey it's easier to trade him away for better pieces yeah. you know like currently in this situation like someone is obviously trying to trade Travis Kelsey away um so Christian McCaffrey yes one as much Christian McCaffrey in my life as, as I can get um Travis Kelsey he, he and and so that's the question you have to ask yourself I think Tank Dell and Travis Kelsey, um, like that value kind of equals each other there. You have to ask yourself, is Adam Thielen, if, if, if the trade was simply just Tyree Kill for Tyler Lockett and Adam Thielen, would you do it? No. And he just, he and did say he it. has Sam Laporta. Yeah. All right. So, so, yeah. I mean, I, I love Christian McCaffrey, but like you're getting, and we, we've seen the past couple weeks how Adam Thielen has kind of, he, he, he's slow come down. off. Yeah. He has slowed down a couple of weeks now. Bryce young has been, it's been tough for him. I think he's still like a fine um, wide receiver, like low end wide receiver one upside wide receiver two. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he's coming off a week where he had 11 targets against Dallas and still um, scored 15 points where in previous weeks he'd be scoring 31 past couple of weeks, 7.9 fantasy points against Chicago, 10.2. Now he gets Tennessee, which could be a good matchup. Um, but then he gets Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, it, 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 tough for, for Adam Thielen, I think going forward and tough for this, for this, um, Carolina team that really has looked not great. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, yeah, that's the question, right? It, do yeah. you take um, because if you have Laporta, you have Tank Dell, which who could be a league winner. Yeah. Um, for for the rest of the season, you're pairing him with with the fantasy cheat code and Tyree Kill. Like, I get the 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 idea of Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey is very very tempting. It's but not worth it though. I don't think it's worth it to give up Tyree Kill just to get maybe um seven plus seven points with, with a Christian McCaffrey over a um over a Jameer Gibbs the rest of the season. Yeah and if you drafted Tyreek Hill and Jameer Gibbs and Tank Dell and Sam Laporta, just be happy. You're you're gonna yeah. be fine. You're gonna mm -hmm. be fine. Just just go, whoa, I drafted well this year. Yeah. Um rest of season, this one is tough. Uh we might actually have differing opinions, but check over Singletary rest of season. 
I'm going. Let Let's say our answer on three. All right. Okay. One, two, three. Single. Pacheco. Yeah. All right. All right. I I I like Isaiah Pacheco, man. He he runs. He runs so. He he's he's an app. He's absolutely a bull in a china shop, you know. Um, and, yeah. and so I, I think for for me personally, Isaiah Pacheco is one of those guys that this team has consistently relied on him the past couple of weeks. Um, he is a guy that um, they are scheming this this entire run game around him. Whereas with with <clears throat> Devin Singletary, he's getting his, his fair share. However, the, the problem is that there there are there are times where CJ Stroud just needs to air the ball out, and that's where I think you're going to get a couple games where where Devin Singletary just can't get anything going on the ground. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I'm I, I like Isaiah Pacheco. I'm Singletary for really one main reason, and that's I had Pacheco for a while in fantasy, and it was not a good experience. He gets volume, he gets yards, he's efficient and it doesn't result in fantasy points. The offense, I'd rather have the running back attached to the offense that's scoring touchdowns. Right now, the Chiefs, they're not they're not scoring. In the second half, they're not scoring touchdowns several weeks in a row. Pacheco doesn't have enough of a safe floor with the PPR volume for me to look the other way when he doesn't score touchdowns. So Pacheco, I think, as like a running back, is better than Singletary. I think he's a really good running back. But for fantasy, I don't think the situation is is great. The only thing that I would consider over Pacheco over Singletary is rest of season schedule. Pacheco has it really easiest, third easiest schedule. Vegas, Green Bay, Buffalo, New England, Vegas, Cincy, Chargers, all all plus matchups. But we have seen uh, this Houston offense moving the ball, getting in the red zone consistently. Singletary being incredibly efficient being very involved as pass catcher earlier in the season as well. I like Singletary just a little bit more for fantasy right now. Um, that might change if, if Pierce comes back and they say it's going to be back to a full-time committee, but I wouldn't be shocked if Singletary has earned the 1A role. Uh, he's yeah. been a lot better than Pierce was. Pierce was bad. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just, yeah, with, with in either one, like, I, I, but know, I, I can't really go wrong. Uh, I'm just taking the upside of the schedule over them kind of having to rely on the running game for the rest of the season. All right. Um, we've got, oh, he got injured. Never mind. Singletary <laughs> or A-Chan rest of season? Devin Singletary. All right. Mostert or Singletary? Hmm. A lot of people um, seem confused on what to think of Devin Singletary is the takeaway so far. A lot of Singletary mm-hmm. managers out there going, what do I have in this guy? <laughs> um, I, I would lean. I'd lean Devin Singletary probably. Okay. Like, I, I think so. Just because of the volume he's getting. Yeah. He's a beast. Uh, yeah. I'd probably lean him. All right, Stroud or Herbert rest of season? These are getting tough. Stroud. Okay. I think I would be on the same side. Fields or Kyler Murray? Hmm. Rest of season. I'm going Fields. 
I think it's I'm with close, you. Though. I think I, I think it's very close. I think I'm going Fields though. I think that there is more of a chance of the Cardinals season just unraveling than Chicago's. Like I think Chicago is what they're going to be, mm-hmm. like a decent offense, and then they blow the game. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> they need to investigate last week. That's that felt like they were trying to lose. I <laughs> I was watching that. Mm-hmm. And I could like see a moment where the offense stopped trying yeah. to score. Um, we'll do two more questions. Jamar Chase, trade him for James Cook and Pacheco. Yes. So two two good running backs yes. for the star <laughs> wide receiver, but with no quarterback. You're doing that one. Yeah. I I I've lost all confidence in <laughs> in this uh in this Cincinnati team. I I don't think Jake Browning can really get it done realistically. Um, like if you're desperate for running backs, I would take Pacheco and James Cook um, to solidify that that uh, running back room. Because I'm assuming if you're trading Jamar Chase, you feel decent enough about your your wide receiver room to um, move off of him. So mm-hmm. you, clearly, you probably have some wide receivers. If if you're doing this just to get more wide running backs, like, and you don't have a wide receiver, obviously no. Um, but if you need running back help, like, yeah. All right, and we're gonna end this with a disgusting start or sit for this week mm, question. Okay. This is at Flex. They want to know Joe Mixon, Jalen Waddle, or Pacheco. Damn, you're having to choose between Pacheco and Jalen Waddle as a flex. I want I want to be in that league. <laughs> Damn, must um, be ten man. Although hmm. they, there's a good chance they bought low on one of those guys. Both were underperforming yeah. pretty severely. I that's tough. I, so obviously I'm going I'm going between Pacheco and Jalen Waddle. Okay, so you're done with Mixon <sighs> for the most. I mean, part. at least this week in that in yeah. that against in that Pittsburgh. lineup. Yeah, it, it's against that matchup. It's tough. Um. But hmm, I think I'm going to go. It's a toss up. I think I'd go Pacheco mm-hmm. um, going against the 28th worst run defense to opposing running backs. Um, they this this team, this uh, Raiders team has a sneaky good mm-hmm. secondary, actually. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's it's tough. But I mean, here's here's how I would do it. Right. Like if, if you need the upside I, I would go isaiah pacheco if you're with family and you just want a reason to get away from family and watch football this week start jalen waddle <laughs> you know like if you yeah. need an escape and you want to be like i got i got i actually have to watch this this black friday football game because i have a fantasy football player and then play then play jalen waddle um but like if i just fantasy wise i would do uh isaiah pacheco yeah where where i get where it's hard for me is i think that Obviously, the Jets secondary, best in the league against the, the wide receiver position for fantasy. I think there are two like scenarios for this game. One is it just a complete blowout. The defense being great doesn't matter because they're on the field the whole time. And every pass catcher gets theirs. Or there's the world where this game is just ugly. It's gross. The Jets can't score. Miami just scores a bit more, but it's not a shootout. In that situation, I don't think Waddle will be great and that's where i would go pacheco because i i do think that game script can happen whereas pacheco he will get his volume you're gonna hope for a touchdown 
but he will get the he will get the touches. Whereas Waddle has been a lot more inconsistent recently. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. I and then Mixon against Pittsburgh with is it Jake Browning? Yes. Yeah, that's just a, a hard no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm that's with a, you. That's a hard no. That's it's a little like the Brees Hall situation, which is I don't trust any part of this offense right now. All right, that's the last question I had uh, received through the Instagram. Um, unless you've got some others. Uh, yeah, I have one here. Um, this person said I currently need a lot of running back help, um, and okay. I'm looking to to trade. Um, my my league winning piece in Tank Dell to get some okay. running back help. I had Aaron Jones go down, and I don't like my options outside of that. I am looking to trade um, Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman plus Tank Dell for Devon Achan, Raheem Mostert, and Drake London. I would do that in a heartbeat. To get to get uh, HN and Mostert, yeah, I think I would. If you really need running back right now, Mostert is he's a good running back pretty much every week. He's a little inconsistent, but he's been great. And then you get once he's healthy, one of the highest upside running backs in the league. Um, I think I would do that. I don't think you're going to be happy with those other runners most of the time. I, I, yeah. I think I'd do it. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I, I would do that one. It, it's tough because, like, Tank Dell could be, like, a league league winner, you know? Um, but, yeah, I think that's just adding uh, – that that puts it over the top. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, if you need running back help in your wide receiver room, obviously if you're trading Tank Dell away, you don't have any issues with your wide receiver room, definitely I think that would be worth it. I, I do – Hate to say it, but there's a good chance I think that that the Houston offense comes crashing down a little bit. I mean, the writing is on the wall. CJ Stroud, uh, the past two weeks has thrown five interceptions, uh, so yeah, it, it's but they're still scoring at an astronomical rate that it almost doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, like it could come crashing down, but at the same time, it could continue to absolutely just burn and churn, you know? Yeah, and I, I don't say this because I don't think Stroud is, is legit or anything, but the fantasy finishes up until week nine. They were good, but they were streaming option finishes. Mm-hmm. 14 to 20 was the baseline. Then week nine, 40, 17, 15. Those aren't crazy good fantasy games. There's been one. It was that 40 mm-hmm. whopper that was great in fantasy. Tank Dell, it was really week nine on that he's been great. And you look at the past schedule, they went from playing tough matchups to they got Tampa Bay, one of the worst defenses against the quarterback, Cincinnati, and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Then they get Jacksonville, Denver. I think they'll be good. And then the rest of the season for the playoffs, Jets, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee. Not fun matchups. Mm-hmm. I yep. think that a lot of people are going to to overvalue Tank Dell, C.J. Stroud, and probably Singletary for the fantasy football playoffs. They'll be great till then, but the end of the season schedule after that Denver matchup, I think people are going to put too much stake in this offense, and they're going to be let Mm -hmm. down. Yeah, I I think think I'm with you on that one. I mean, it's very 50-50, you know? Yeah, Yeah, but they're, they're hailing them as 
established league winner superstars that are match proof. I don't think they're to that status yet. Mm-hmm. I, That's I just, fair. yeah, I, I don't think it's to that level yet. So mm-hmm. beware, beware the Houston <laughs> Texans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions or are you ready to wrap this up? I think we can wrap this up. All right, everyone. Good luck. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. Do your Black Friday shopping, even though it's not real Black Friday anymore. I know we, we probably all sound like boomers, but when I was little, you could get like when I was your 50 age. bucks. They had yeah. video game consoles for 50 bucks. It was worth assaulting and shooting people for those <laughs> DS deals. So I, yeah. You give me 25% off that the Coles sends me that in the mail every week. I'm not waking up early. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.